I like you. Well, I don't want to be annoying. Yeah, I like you. I don't hate you. You're Jeff the Drunk from the Howard Stern Show. But, Jeff, you pick up the phone and just call. You don't have a thought in your head. Yeah, you I just do. Call. No, he has thoughts, but they're about? really bad. I have to come up with a subject every freaking time I call. Yeah, well. I yeah, well, that's when that. you usually I make a call, when you have something you want to talk I'm about. Here's a song about what? Jeff. Yeah, here's a song about you. Listen to Jeff this. is a pathetic loser, a boozer. His calls are all snoozers. His life has no purpose. His name is Jeff the Bore. He's such a boring loser, loser. Jeff's calls will make you snore. He's a boring What do you think of that? There you go. I you got a song. That makes you feel good about myself. Howard, yeah, at you least know, he's, uh, always you talk, he's, always t- he's always talking about topics he wants to cover. He it was right at the beginning of the year, but Jeff was on the phone. Had to be fifteen shows in a row, and it was. Uh, what do you think of Tiger Woods? That was a question. Right. Well, you got to yeah. do better than that, Jeff. Yeah, yeah I don't that's have any not a topic. I mean, that's a topic that maybe. Yeah, all right. Okay. So, Jeff, did I spend enough time with you? Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my God. I mean, he, you don't even follow sports. Why would he call you with a Tiger Woods question? I don't know. I don't care about Tiger Woods. Yeah, this is my point. He doesn't even give it any thought or he doesn't put any effort in. Robin, I want to uh, mention something now that I know is close to your heart and all of our fans. Thanks to Casper. Yes, this Ah. holiday season, save up to 10% on Casper mattresses and more. To learn more, visit Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. This is a wonderful mattress company. The delivery, the mattresses, the price point, everything about it is perfect. And remember, Christmas is coming up. I've given you. Casper mattresses for Christmas. I uh, I know you do that, and people call you Santa. They call you Casper Claus sometimes behind <laughs> your back. Uh, good for you, Robin. Uh, yes, Casper, even good Christmas gifts. So uh, the, check out this fabulous company. Treat yourself to a nice mattress, and they let you try it out at home. Uh, I know that Jeff the Drunk has made you sleepy, so try a Casper. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be right back. I just fade away. I feel it. Little Kanye West for now. Is that true? Oh yeah. Hey now. Come on. Let's go. This is sexy. Your love is Hey now. There you go. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I love I wanna I'm trying to be I'm a rock the boat. You could do a song like this. Evidently not. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I, I got in a room with Mark Ronson, and uh, I just started talking nonsense, and I thought he'd make it Wait, into a song. Wait, you see, you probably talk too much. He's not saying much. I know. He says the same thing over and over again. Well, I gave Mark a lot of things, and, and he was supposed to make a hit song for, for me. <laughs> he did try, by the way. He did try it. Evidently, I am not musical. 
I don't play Mark. Because Kanye's not doing all this. This is just drops from other songs. That's what I want to do. That's my music. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take get that. Little, take a little Grand Funk Railroad and... <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, Talk like, hey now. It. I just want to say, hey now, and then have a hit song. Then you get the right bet, Ronson. Where are you? I don't know. I tried to tell him what to do. He didn't listen. <laughs> Made it all complicated. <laughs> uh, got a lot of nice fan feedback from uh, our fans. Billy Corgan. Uh, everyone enjoyed him yesterday. I did, too. I... um. I mean, Billy's just great. Not only great musical talent, but an interesting guy to listen to. Uh, really incredible talk with Billy Corgan on Tuesday, Howard. Your interviews with him have been some of your best. You have me feeling inspired. Every time I hear Billy Corgan on the Stern Show, I like him more and more. I really appreciate what he said about knowing celebrities and what they're like behind the scenes. What a cool guy. Uh, fabulous interview with Billy Corgan on Tuesday. This was just as fascinating to hear as Sir Elton John. Um, uh, I consider these interviews a gift. It'll be a huge loss whenever the contract really does end. I hope it's not anytime soon. Well, after today, it's six shows. That's right. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. Oh, am I going to be painting up a storm in retirement? <laughs> You'll see. Uh, Howard Van Gogh will make his appearance on the scene in the art world. A lot of the listeners were led to tears after hearing Billy perform live. I've been trying to avoid hearing or watching sad things. But this is killing me. Uh, with these artists and songs you've been featuring, this new Billy Corgan song about his children is so moving, I'm bawling at my desk. Mm. I'm listening to Billy Corgan cover Wish You Were Here, and I have tears in my eyes. Isn't that something? That's amazing. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm seriously crying while listening to uh, Howard describe the imagery of the song Disarm. It made me realize how important it is for us to be kind to our children and to make better choices. Yeah, that song always gets me in Disarm when uh, Billy goes, I used to be a little boy, and it got me again yesterday when he was doing it. I used to be a little boy, so in my shoes. Nice job, Billy. Uh, a lot of people wrote in about Sal fa Sal's family on the People's Court. Um, yesterday we played clips of Sal's mom and sister on the People's Court. My favorite clip was the announcer going, Oh, he was perfect. He's one of those announcers that doesn't have a deep voice, so he, he was pretending to have a deep voice. Yeah. He was like, This is the People's Court, and we're... Uh, here is Mrs. And a governor. <laughs> I wish I had that tape. Why didn't they change that? You know, once they heard him mispronounce her name, why didn't they have him do that again? Because it costs a lot of money to get that announcer to work, <laughs> that, that delivery. Litigants are inside the courtroom for the next one. This is the plaintiff, Anna Gubernail. She says the defendant is her daughter. Anna <laughs> Gubernail. They say it like it's a curse. Anna Gubernail. <laughs> you think yeah. she did something terrible. Uh, yes, we played clips of Sal's mom and sister on the People's Court. It seems that uh, Sal's mom had to sue Sal's sister for money. 
Uh, it settled a personal financial dispute. Sal, of course, was embarrassed, as any woman would be, but the audience can't get enough of Sal and his family. Uh, Marianne from Brooklyn tweeted, best laugh all year. I'm sorry, Sal, but you really are the best. Love you and your family. Everyone loves <laughs> Sal's family. Uh, Sal Governale is the best Stern show hire ever. If Howard doesn't resign, I'm going to miss all of the great bits on Sal's family. I, I know. I, I, they ought to start a channel just with Sal's How family. How will we get along without knowing what's going on in Sal's family? After hearing Sal's mom and sister on the People's Court, I honestly can't remember the last time I laughed so hard. I'm pretty sure I woke up my neighbors because I was literally doubled over in laughter. Sal's sister is a real-life <laughs> Janice Soprano. Okay. Uh, one listener had an interesting thought about Sal's family appearing on daytime TV that I'll share with you. This listener writes, it was good that Sal's family was on the people's court and not Maury because every kid would belong to Sal's dad. The family's absolute <laughs> comedy perfection. God bless. Uh, many people yesterday were completely upset with Bobo and his suggestion that Gilbert Gottfried should be the new host of Jeopardy. <laughs> Bobo quit. doesn't have an Bobo doesn't have an original thought in his head. What a stupid quit, topic! Quit, quit, quit it. Bobo doesn't have an original thought in his head. What a stupid topic to bring up! I bet he doesn't even watch Jeopardy. Uh, this one says, "I don't know whose idea was more unrealistic." Mehmet's Times Square billboard or Bobo's idea of Gilbert Gottfried hosting Jeopardy. I hate the dumb shit that Bobo says, but I love when you guys rip them apart. And then Bobo got blasted for ripping off the headline in Variety. Yeah. The uh, headline about, um, it, well, it was, a, it was a, a direct grab. It said, Bobo, how in the hell did you let yourself get caught plagiarizing again? I usually defend you, but dude, this is ridiculous. Time for a Bobo-free Christmas. And he always lies and said he, he thought of it himself. Only an idiot lets himself get caught plagiarizing for the second time. Uh, what else? Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of fan feedback on that. I'm not going to dwell on it. I mean, everyone knows what's going out. What's quick, going on? Quick witted. Quick witted. Yes, quick witted. Quick witted. Quick witted. Quick witted. By the way, I do want to mention that the um, I happen to love the uh, TV show. Um, and first of all, I love the movie Juno, and I also love the TV show with that uh, the Ellen, Umbrella, the Umbrella what? Academy, Academy, yeah, yeah, the Umbrella Academy is great. Uh, Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. That's right. No more Ellen. It's Elliot. Why, when you decide to become trans, you know, when you when you change your sex, why do you have to play off Ellen? Like, why not? Like, I like what Bruce Jenner did. He became Caitlyn. He didn't become Brucina. I imagine she has a lot of monogram towels. Ah, that's <laughs> that's smart. Actually, now I get it. Like, why be okay? All right, her parents named her Ellen. She clearly wants to be a boy. That's her true calling. No, no, no. She's non-binary. No, her pronoun is he. And they. Well. And she well, is announced. I am non-binary. Can you be he and they at the same time? <laughs> no, sir. I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, can we get somebody under 20 years of age to explain what the fuck is going on? And, you know, if you act confused by this, 
you're like Hitler. You're like the devil. You can't ask questions, but I do have questions. I mean, well, I have to thank Elliot for explaining what non-binary is. It's like you don't have a gender. Oh, but well, he, anyway, he has chosen those pronouns. And I have do, and I do have questions. Like, okay, Ellen Page is going to be Elliot Page. No, and is Elliot Page? Is Elliot Page? Okay, I'm cool with that. You know my feeling on transgender. I have no complaints about it. You want to be whatever you want to be is fine as long as you don't hurt anybody. You want to be gay. You want to be straight. You want whatever you want to be. I'm that's me. If you, if you want think, to be LGBT, all of it, <laughs> all of it, it's fine with me. That's another thing. You know, I think some of these recent Supreme Court appointees don't believe that. I believe it. That's what I believe. I don't think there's anything wrong with whatever you want to be. You want? I'm watching a TV show now about some dude who uh, is turning himself into a human Ken doll. He put all plastic. Right. You know, and I'm like, hey. Aside from the health risks, he wants to do that. God bless him. I don't want to do that, but he can do it. Thank goodness there's no religion to stop him. Right. If that's his fulfillment, that's great. So my question is, and this is remarkable, that even Netflix, when they now on Umbrella Academy and even on IMDb and all these other different websites, there is no more mention of Ellen Page. They went back and changed everything to Elliot Page. That's why I say she is. He is Elliot. So, on Umbrella Academy, he plays a woman. He plays a woman. Right. Is he going to be now? I notice a lot of women become men. They, they, the big difference is they grow a beard. She's and, not a uh, man. Or he's not a man. He's a he. No, he's not a man, though. That's why he can be they. All right. Well, is they going to be? What is they? Is they going to be a female character? Because on Umbrella Academy, they is a female academy. A cat, a, a, a female. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he it is. He is an actor. Yeah. Playing a role. Uh, Z is on the phone and wants to uh, tell us what we should think. <laughs> Z knows about this stuff. Yes, yeah. Z, you are an expert on uh, Elliot Page. Go ahead. You don't get to ask about this, okay, Howard? You don't get to have a fucking opinion about Elliot Page. Do you understand? Well, no, I mean, I don't have an opinion. I want to understand. Yeah, no, you don't have an opinion. You don't fucking get it. You don't fucking talk about it. What what the fuck? We can't talk about it? Hello? What what are you? Oh, don't. You don't even get to ask me that, all right? Number one, stop yelling at me, and you're going to just try to silence me, you fucking coward. Well, listen, I don't know what all the anger is. I, I want to know, is Elliot Page going to be a male character on Umbrella Academy, or will he have to be a female character as he has been in the past? You are privileged, which is why you feel like you can ask a fucking question like that. Do you understand? Like, this is your privilege. You're not even listening to yourself right now. Really? Hello? What? what? Yeah, yeah. You're, You're not nothing, listening. To you have nothing to fucking say. What I haven't listened to myself Robin? in years. You're just, you're just <laughs> listening. You're just yeah. listening. Blah, blah, blah. Robin's just laughing. Oh, it's so funny, right? Right. Well, I well, wanted to ask you what your pronouns are. Yeah, it's really funny, Robin. 
this typical white male, so hung up on the rules, Robin's just laughing and supporting him. It's fine. Stop trying to put me in a cis white box. Look, Do you I think Robin is a, an angry white man? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I have felt that all my life. I've had an angry white man trapped in me. Yeah. All right, Z, what is your statement? Maybe. Go ahead. You, you can be you whatever can make, you want. Z, make a statement, uh, and, uh, and I'll leave it at that. Go ahead. Why don't you start talking about other shit, like implementing a 10% cis white male tax increase, okay? Replacing the phallic Washington Monument, term limits for white men in office, three-fifths voting rights for cis white men. Why don't we talk about that instead of laughing about Elliot Page? Okay. All right. There we go. All right. Well, wait a minute. Uh, I resent uh, that. I was not laughing at Elliot Page. I hung up on Z. <laughs> but I just want to Z. put that out there. Don't accuse me of laughing right. at Elliot Page. I think that's an amazing statement that well, was anyway, made. Elliot Page is now Elliot Page. Uh, Netflix has changed all of their credits to Elliot Page. As well as going back, when you look at Juno, I think you'll find that Elliot Page plays Juno. One of my favorite movies of all time was uh, She's All That. She's All That is a movie that was made in 1999, and it stars Freddie Prinze Jr. And this is where he is one of the most popular guys in high school. His girlfriend dumps him. And then he takes on a bet that he could take the ugliest girl in high school and make her super popular. The bet goes on. They take the ugly girl, who, by the way, is no ugly girl. She's just a girl, a beautiful actress. With glasses, they, probably. Glasses, a funny hat, and like a, a big fucking um, like tunic kind of right, outfit that right. hit her body. Why she was running around like that, I don't know. But uh, she's all that was my Star Wars. I love it. I love when they make over somebody. I'm going to tell you in high school, I can tell you with all honesty, um, no girl looked at me and said, let me make over that fucking loser and turn him into the most popular guy Nobody said they could make you popular. Well, I'll reveal for the first time, they actually did. They tried. Multiple women tried. They, they, <laughs> it never worked. <laughs> Couldn't be done. Well, they're, they're announcing that they're going to have a... And by the way... I, it has turned out that I, when I read about the history of She's All That, it turns out M. Night Shyamalan, the great film director and film writer, was, uh, was a ghostwriter on that film, the oh. original. So it shows you I know what's going on, that I recognized greatness back then when I watched that dumb movie over and over again. <laughs> that's and, really and seeing. <laughs> that's seeing clearly. And uh, you, shame on you for laughing. Like Z said, you're laughing at the wrong thing. Now, also... They are announcing that there will be a sequel, a remake of sorts, but at this time it's going to be, he's all that. And <laughs> it's going to be a hot chick takes a nerdy boy and makes him into the most popular boy in high school, okay. which is great. I, I can't wait for that because this is my fantasy that some girl would have Thank taken. Thank God it. they're making a, a sequel finally <laughs> to your Star well, Wars. That's right. Well, actually, I'm writing a movie where um, Ralph makes me over, <laughs> and I become the belle of the ball. It's going to be wild. Everyone's going to love it. <laughs> uh, let's go to Chantel. Chantel, you're on the air in Canada. Hello. Hey, Chantel. What up? 
Uh, not much. I just figured phone and say hi and and a long time, first time. Um, I'm Klein. I got Kleinfelter syndrome. I was born with an extra chromosome, an extra mm-hmm. female chromosome. Yeah. So I was. Uh, so I hit puberty a second time at the age of thirty. Chantel, I'm not sure what you're trying to tell me. In other words, you are a dude who has a female, an extra female. You have a penis? Yes. Yeah. Very small. So I, think I, I, got, I think I got you beat. What huh? is that? XXY. XXY. Oh. XXY how, big you, how big's your peen? I'm not too sure. Pretty small. Do you get hard? Oh, yeah. yeah Can I get you hard. jerk off? Can you jerk off? Yes. Yes, I can. And what's your deal? Like, now yeah, you're a woman? Uh, well, no, I'm changing over. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to be changing over in about three years when this coronavirus settles down and uh, we can have uh, we can get the surgeries up and going again. Up in Canada, the surgery's free because of the... Because uh, uh, um, um, of health care. High risk of... Uh, well, the health care, yes, but it also the suicide rate. Because so you're gonna you're gonna to so surgery. you're gonna cut off your tiny cock, turn it into a vagina, yes. right? And you do you yes. have titties? Yes. Yes. You do real titties or uh, uh, like? Yes, fake. real titties. When I uh, when I hit puberty the second time at the age of thirty, uh, my boobs started growing. That was interesting. You you got chest hair? So no. You don't have to I shave have down. I got small women's hands. I got small women's hands. I got uh, no hair on my arms. I have, I have uh, the leg, the hips, and the legs, and the hour-shaped glass body. Um, my outside of my body is more female than than anything else, and the inside, all the all my organs are all male. I wonder what we're going to do about the voice, though. I mean, it's throwing me for a loop. I mean, you're very you, you got a deeper <laughs> voice than me. Sorry, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean don't. It's yeah. just, um, but well, you're describing well, yourself as kind of a, you're describing yourself as kind of a hot chick, though. I mean, who do you look like that's famous? I don't know. I'm uh, six foot, red hair. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, way, I mean, what does that tell me? Bozo was six foot with red hair. I mean. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> now, who do you look like? Do you look like a no. hot chick or who do you look like? Um, I Nicole Kidman? I'm really what I, who I look for. You look like Nicole Kidman, Maybe. Conan O'Brien. Who do you look like? All the redheads. I, I don't know. I don't know who I look, I look like. Sorry. Like, do you walk around in a dress with the big titties and everything? I live my life as a female, yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take the time is, is... to right. take the time in COVID to sort of feminize that voice? Maybe can't. I thought there were classes you could take. Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I I don't know. I just really haven't really been bothered. I figured if you don't like the way I look and like the way I, I sound, then you don't have to look at me. You don't have to hear me. No, huh? I'm just saying, listen, no offense, but we're trying to, like, help you out here. Like, like let me hear you try a woman's oh, voice. Yeah, no, Go, no. Ahead. Go ahead. Let me hear. Be a little <laughs> sexy with me. I'll um, be the dude. You be the girl. Okay. Um, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Cool. What, are you wearing? what are you wearing right now? <laughs> Wearing, um, I'm wearing pants and a top. No, I guess. That's, a tri- that's the female voice. No. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I'm picturing, you know what, at this point, I'm picturing Molly Ringwald with a beard. That part. All right, here. Let's work uh, on no, it a little bit. Have, I'm a voice guy. Beard, so. Let's, let's, wa- let's walk, <laughs> work on this. You ready? Okay, sure. Hey, baby, what are you wearing right now? A mini skirt. There you go, hon. A no mini skirt. You have no panties on? I mean, no panties, no. You have no panties, huh? No, no bra on either. And my nipples are sticking wide out. Wow. What about your balls? <laughs> oh, they're very small. <laughs> they're barely there. <laughs> Those look like dingleberries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my friend yeah. calls me dingleberries. Uh, Our lady so baby, boy. Baby, what happens when you and I get in bed? I mean, uh, okay, I know we make out. I'll play with your titties. How big are those things? Uh, they're about a B cup. Nice. All natural B cup. And yeah. you you were born a dude. All natural B cup. Isn't that something? Yeah. Good for you. Isn't it? <laughs> I try. I feel, I now, feel like I I'm, wouldn't wish this on, any, on anybody, so. I feel like I'm having yeah. uh, phone sex with my contractor. <laughs> but I'm into it. <laughs> Strangely. Uh, oh, Let's get I'm back sorry. to the action, honey. Let, hey, what do you? What am I going to do to you in bed? I mean, like, I'm. I think what I'm going to do is like, what am I going to do with you? Am I going to? I can't jerk off your penis, right? You don't want to acknowledge that. No, no. But we can. I guess we can always uh, find out who's who's is bigger. Well, I'm pretty I wish sure. I we'll... play sword fights, but I'm pretty sure uh, you'll win. So uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Let's have a boner fight in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, oh, do sure. a sword fight. Okay. Sure, baby. All right. I've never had a, a sword fight with one of my girlfriends before. That's awesome. <laughs> we can have oh, a good man. time. Me either. Yeah. You're a bad little girl. I'm going to spank you now, okay? Oh, please don't. Nothing like he a He forgot the foot- girl voice <laughs> right away. Yeah, yeah. I'm just oh, sorry, please don't. Can I can I suck on your cock? I mean, clit, uh-huh. Sure, if you want. And then maybe I we could do a little. Yeah, maybe we could do a little arm wrestling. <laughs> oh, geez, I think you might beat me. No, but seriously, what I would I do with you it. in bed? You'd probably blow me, right? I don't know. What do you mean um, you don't know? Sure. If you're no, going to take no, on the woman role, you got to blow me, and then uh, I guess what I'll no, do for you no. is I'll I'll finger your asshole. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't really. I, yeah. I don't really go down there. I don't know you what don't. I do. do you I, have I haven't you? really. So I've um, had one boyfriend and about four girlfriends in my life. Uh, and every single you... one of them lasted three months. I don't know. I, I'm thinking when I get my surgery, I might actually, you know, start dating again. What do you do with these people? Like, what'd you do with the boyfriend? Like, um, did he fuck you in your ass? Uh, well, he tried, but he was uh, he was sixty five years old at the time. Hmm. Bummer. He was How old are you? Age. Yeah, forty four. Right. Well, and I've been a truck driver for the last twenty years. Nothing wrong with that. So you wanted to do something nope. very manly, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I love driving truck. I just love driving. So. Oh. Are you? <laughs> I still don't. I, I, you don't sound all that sexual. We haven't done that much so far. We made out. I played with your B cups, and then uh, you kind of offered to blow me, and uh, and I fingered your ass. I mean, yeah. Will will I be able to find it? 
Mine? Barely. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got an extra chromosome or two from a woman. <laughs> from, a, from a woman. I tell you, you what. Do you have kids too? We're probably lesbians. <laughs> okay, yeah. Who knows? Uh, I might be a lesbian myself. Yeah. Well, listen, Chantel, I wish you luck. I got no beef. I mean, uh, whatever you want to be, you be. And uh, I could congratulate you on that, okay? You're living an honest life. Okay, All right, you. Chantel. All right. All right Go have you. fun. Chantel, right. a little uptight with the sex. I try to have some spoon sex with her. I think that it's been tough for Chantel to express herself sexually yep. with all that going on. I relate to that guy because uh, many times I've that been in woman. bed with a, That woman, right. <laughs> many times I've been in bed with a woman and uh, they thought I had a clitoris. <laughs> and uh, they accused me of being XXY. <laughs> I've been accused of that. Yeah. So I know what it's like. Oh, so I wanted to share this little game with you. Um, let's see how good you are at this game. Here, it's simple. Game. It's simple, Robin. George Takei right. game. George Takei pronunciation game. You want to try it? Okay, sure. All right, okay. I don't know everybody, how this goes, but... Everybody loves George Takei. Yes. All right. So, uh, well, first I probably should get, us, I should get us into the game like... Um, I think I have a, a bit of a theme song for you first. Here we go. Tsunami. This is George Takei, and welcome to the George Takei pronunciation game. Tehran. Tehran. Everyone loves George. Everyone loves Star Trek. We always love how George pronounces certain words like a tsunami and awa. And guacamole. Tsunami. Agua. Guacamole. Tsunami. Guacamole. No, guacamole. Tsunami. Agua. Guacamole. We thought it would be fun to see uh, how George Takei pronounces the following random words. I'm going to okay. read a word to you, Robin, and you guess. Hell, we'll all guess. If George says it in a normal way, or does he change it to one of his wacky things? Or is it there a Takei way? Right. The Takei way. Thank you. Good. Because George, I don't know, he comes up with pronunciations that are out of this world. All right. So we said to George, how do you pronounce analingus? Analingus, the act of licking someone's asshole. Analingus. Would he say that like, oh, analingus? Or would he say something bizarre? I got to figure he's going to say analingus. Right? I mean... Yeah, how do you change analingus? All right, let's find out. Robin says, George will say analingus. Let's listen carefully. Analingus. Ah. <laughs> it's George. What are you, high I over guess there? I... Come on. Uh... All right, this is a hard thing for me to even pronounce. Beef bourguignon. Oh. Beef Bourguignon. It's a dish, of course, that yes. you can order in a restaurant or make for yourself. Beef bourguignon. Will George say that in a semi-normal way, or will he go berserk? No, no berserk? he'll go berserk on this He'll one. go berserk. Okay, here we go. Beef bourguignon. Beef bourguignon. See? Boof. <laughs> you see? Now you're catching on. Did he just say boof? How do you say boof? Boof. Boof bourguignon. 
What about the word cunnilingus? Will he say it normally? Cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs> you say he's going to fuck it up. Yes. All right. Cunnilingus. <laughs> oh, what's so funny, George? Uh, I don't know. Cunnilingus. <laughs> Cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. I don't know. You know what? This game is unwinnable because I'm the judge and I can't even tell if he's saying it normally or not. Let me listen one more time. Canalingus. <laughs> Canalingus. <laughs> the laugh is good, though. All right. Yeah. Fellatio. Does George say that normally, or does he put some weird spin on it? Fellatio. That's what right. it is. <laughs> Let's see. Fellatio. <laughs> oh, fellatio. But That's he says fellatio. But it's fellatio. And he says fellatio. Right. Yeah. What about marinara? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, He'll be Italian when he says right. it. Marinara. Yeah, marinara. What about Sauvignon? Sauvignon. Oh, boy. Sauvignon. <laughs> He's going to fuck up every word. Yeah. Sauvignon. <laughs> hmm. That was pretty huh. normal. That was pretty normal. So how does yeah. he come up with... Analingus. <laughs> What about prosciutto or prosciutto? Prosciutto. Would he, would he fuck that up? I think he would fuck that up. Yeah, yeah, he's going to fuck that yeah. up. Mm. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Yeah. yeah, he pronounces it a C. He goes prosciutto. Yeah. <laughs> like he does with tsunami. It's prosciutto. Wait. Prosciutto. 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 Oh, tsunami. worldly man. Tsunami. Aka. Tsunami. Awa. Awa. Prosciutto. Tsunami. I wonder if they know what he's talking about when he goes to a restaurant. <laughs> Boof bourguignon. <laughs> Boof. Guacamole. Guacamole. Prosciutto. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, great game. Tsunami. This is George Takei, and welcome to the George Takei pronunciation game. Takei pronunciation game. We say thank you and adieu. 
There you go. Isn't that something? Uh, I think he spent so much time in space that it affected his way of hearing things. And it's weird. Here's Katie. I, would, Katie. I just I have to go to a restaurant with him and see what happens. Yes, we'll have uh, some bouffe bourguignon. Guacamole. Bouffe guacamole. Guacamole. Bouffe bourguignon. <laughs> Bougignon. Yes, uh, Katie uh, from Pennsylvania, you're on the air. Hello. I am trans. I am uh, female to male, and I am starting testosterone in about two weeks. So uh, I wondered if you had any questions I might be able to answer. Well, first of all, um, I was talking to Chris Wilding. He was telling me when he's on his dating app all the time, his gay dating app, he says he Uh sees tons of dudes on there who you wouldn't even know are transgender, but they identify as transgender, but they look, there's one, he sent me a picture. Look at this guy's arms. This this guy used to be a girl and look at his arms. He's got big muscles. Yeah. Bigger than mine. I got nothing. Um, pretty fucking convincing but what the only problem is i feel they haven't made any inroads into what's downstairs i mean right it's hard to erect i mean not erect but construct a penis yeah the only thing they can do is stretch out your clit a bit right yes it's just the clit stretched out and uh it looks pretty bad so i'm not doing that i'm just uh doing tea and just leaving the downstairs the way it is and I'm getting uh, the top done. You're taking, taking the boobs away. Yeah. Yeah, look the boobs are gone. Look at this guy. <laughs> Used to be a woman. Look at they cut her, they cut her titties off. Look at that. Like mm. that's like yeah. I got more titty. <laughs> you know, but uh, I know some. Has more. We've had women on the show who tra- trans transgendered to a man, and they went and had the uh, penis surgery, but. It just looks like turkey neck down there that you remove from a bird and, uh, like, they, they stuck it on. They, they, they fuck your clit up. I think you're doing the right move, Katie. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I think keep your vagina intact so you can have orgasms and stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I'm married to a woman, so we, yeah. uh, we definitely want to keep that intact. <laughs> yeah, I know for, like, trans people it kind of sucks. You don't want to really look at your vagina like you'd like to imagine you have a cock but i'm going to tell you something i'm a man i have a cock there's not that much there so <laughs> you're not missing that but it's not that much different yeah just pretend it's a small any yeah like when i pulled in my pants my balls are pretty low but there's nothing i mean it looks like a clitoris honestly so we're pretty close on that you know what I mean? strap on. yeah of course so that's nice you got rid of your tits you got the vagina you're, you're all set to go. I love it. Yeah. What's, the, what's yeah, left to do? Wait. Although I would love to have a dick. I mean, you, but, you, you know, what's what's left uh, to do? It sounds like you've done everything. No, yeah. she hasn't gotten the tits We're, taken off wait. yet, have you? Oh, I haven't gotten them said, taken off. No, I haven't gotten them taken off yet. Oh. How big are your titties? Um, I am a 36D. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The shame you can't I donate those. So yeah, many people big. want that. I know, right? I know so many flat-chested <laughs> women that would die for that. It's just, it's so, it's so unfair life. Yeah, you know, they, it's so unfair. They are all 
over the place. I, uh, I, my wife wants me to, um, to somehow memorialize them. I don't know if I'm going to have to make a mold for her or, or what, <laughs> but yeah. What do they do when they remove the titties? Can they like bury them? Cause it's like a pretty big part of you. D cups. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. It's such a shame. <laughs> my wife would love them though. <laughs> have them bronzed. That's what I would do. <laughs> And I don't know, you know, how do you look as a woman? I mean, uh, were you pretty hot? No, I'm not hot, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> I look more like a man anyway, so, you know, it's an easy transition. And when are they going to start putting ugly people in movies? You know what I mean? I was just reading an article about Queen's Gambit, and if you read the book Queen's Gambit, the lead woman who's this great chess player, she's really ugly. Uh, um, and that was part of it. Like her whole world, she was rejected. That's why she never got adopted when she was living in the orphanage. Cause no one wanted her. She was so ugly. Wow. Uh, then you, you know, you watch the movie on TV and oh my God, she's so hot. That woman, it's like ridiculous. And you know, most of us are ugly. You know, most of us are just a mess. Uh, me included. Well, you know, I, mean, I, I have started watching a lot of CNBC yeah, and they have a lot of these executives from companies on and innovators of yeah. And man, oh man, you get to recognize what real people look like. Right, they're really gross. Oof. Innovators are gross. <laughs> <laughs> they had the guy on from the FDA that got called yeah. into the White House yesterday, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> But wait till you see when they make the movie of that guy, it's going to be like uh, George Clooney. That's right. That's what he'll look like. Yeah. Tom Cruise is the head of the FDA. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see. Well, um, you know, a lot of people uh, see me as an icon because I was the first lead uh, to be ugly in a movie. Uh, If you go and look at the movie Private Parts, there was no whitewashing what I looked like. I mean, people were like, Jesus. The, this guy can't be in a movie. <laughs> is this a documentary is what they said. <laughs> Remember when my movie came out and they were calling me the Jackie Robinson of heinous faces? Remember that? Like that I broke you that barrier? No one had ever seen someone that ugly in a movie before. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't believe it up on the big screen. Hey, he's like one of us. And you know what it turns out? Not that many people want to see uh, a guy who looks like one of us. No, there's a reason movie stars yeah. are beautiful. That's what we want to look at. Yeah. But, you know, ugly people are discriminated against more than anyone. Uh, Everyone's embarrassed to take up that cause. But I'm I'm here. I'm ready. You're standing up now. You're going to be brave. Yeah. What about ugly people? When are we going to get to be in the movies? Elliot Page is being congratulated for his bravery. Right. What about you? You're going to stand up and say? Ugly people unite. We have rights, too. <laughs> a lot of ugly people want to take up the mantle and be the leadership of the ugly movement. But, uh, you know, nobody it's, wants it's to follow. Them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, good for you. You know, and it sounds to me like what's going to go on is between you and your wife. You're you're going to keep your vagina. She's going to go down on you. You're going to go down on her. She'll finger you. You'll finger her. You'll just kind of pretend you have a cock. And your titties will be gone. Have I got it right? Good for you. Yep. You got I it. I just wonder what <laughs> testosterone does to the vagina. 
I think it makes your lips grow like um, roast beef. This- God, I hope right. not. <laughs> you get a big, you get a nice big slab of roast beef there. <laughs> and Katie, when are you going to grow your beard? When will you have a nice beard? That seems to be the move. It it does, and I can't wait for it. Um, they yeah. said after a couple months of tea, so uh, yeah, yeah. It, it'll it'll be coming. So I can't wait. Yeah. And let us and know uh, what happens to your vagina when you take all those, um, when you take the, you know, testosterone, testosterone and various things. Yeah. I think it'll get very dry. I, yeah. I absolutely will. I will definitely call back and let you know everything Please that happens. Please l- let us know if you dry up, okay? Thank you. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> Robin wants to know. <laughs> I always wondered that. I mean, really? Does that right. uh, not happen when you're taking testosterone? And detailed pictures, please. We always appreciate that. Yeah. No, I know a woman who became a man. Uh, she took a tremendous amount of uh, testosterone. Her vagina turned into a boxing glove. Like the, <laughs> the exact shape. It wasn't fun. I Listen. wonder what it's like for a woman who hasn't had to deal with a lot of testosterone all of a sudden to have a full load on board. I don't know. I have very little testosterone, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Listen, and that's my point. That sounds um, to me like a lovely woman or man on the phone now. And uh, what do I care? What do I have beef with her? No. That's you right. got to accept everybody. That's it. What's the, your life's too short. That's the message. You right, know Robin? what? I was thinking about this a while back, and I said, you know what? The people who have a problem with people who uh, choose a different path, they are not accepting God's way. That's right. God created all of us. There you go, And for you to be against anything that God has created is an abomination. I know a woman who uh, took a lot of testosterone and her vagina turned into... Voof bouguignon. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. Oh, Miley Cyrus is going to come in. She's going to do a couple of tunes. Uh, I, I love Miley Cyrus. She does a lot of cover versions that I really relate to. That's number one. Is that um, all? Isn't this album all covers? No, it is not no? all covers. No, I thought it was. How dare you put that out there? Well, <laughs> I read that somewhere. Analingus. Well, <laughs> no, she does covers. So she's going to do a couple. Of, she's got her whole band with her. She's at our oh. studios in L.A. Okay. Um, the serious studios that we went and uh, inaugurated. And uh, we'll talk to her. Haven't seen her since 2018. We had her on the show. Uh, a lot's been going on with her, and we'll talk to her in just a minute. She even uh, was getting accolades for uh, tweeting about Elliot last night. What'd she say about Elliot? She congratulated her, standing behind her, giving her Him. lots of love and support. Him. What did I say? Her. Did I say her? I'm sorry. Yeah. Him. She was like, Right on. Maybe we ought to tweet that out. We have to get on that train. I know, I know. Yeah. We're slow to the draw here. All I'm doing is talking about Voof Bouguignon. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was Boof. thinking about that too. Do you realize that one of the people we need to thank for getting us out of this COVID mess once we get out of it is Dolly Parton? Oh, yeah? What's she been doing? 
She donated a million dollars to one of the universities that helped create the vaccine for one of wow. the companies. And then yeah. we have to look at the Andrew Lloyd Webber. What's he doing? You know, the he, guy who wrote Phantom yeah. of the Opera and all those What'd he do? plays? He's volunteering to be one of the first people to take the vaccine Jesus. because was, he wants to help theater get back, uh, uh, you know, people to get back on the boards and people to be able to come to the live theater again. I'm embarrassed. These people make me look bad. I know. I I said, what kind I just of a leader are you? Right. Well, Dolly Parton <laughs> is Miley's uh, godmother. Is did that, you know right? that? No, right? I did not. All right. Let me take a break. We'll get Miley uh, on the air, and uh, you'll be treated to some uh, some tunes, and uh, we'll talk to her. We'll find out what's going on, but we'll be back right after this. On today's Howard Stern Show. Give me the music. Testing my ones. Performing live from the Sirius XM Garage in Los Angeles, One, two, Miley Cyrus. It's going to be some show. There you go. Um, yes, uh, Miley Cyrus. Uh, we all know Miley, Miley Cyrus because uh, look at all the hits she's had. Look. I came in like a rainbow. I never hit so Listen to this. Listen to this. Not bad. What about this one? Not a bad resume. And on and on. What a career. And there she is. I'm looking at her in our serious studios in L.A. Look at you. Yes, there she is. I love the hair color. Thank you very much. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm happy to see your smiling faces. I... I am a little nervous today. This is my first live experience since this pandemic in this year. We haven't, this is one of the only times I've really left my house and it's kind of startling going from this lockdown, everything being, you know, I guess taped and done with no audience. And now I'm here with you and it feels slightly shocking. So I feel different than I usually do doing something like this. And your band looks good with the mask. I love the mask because right? uh, because my face is so bad now. When I walk around, I feel hot because I've most of most of my face is covered, and I I, I prefer it that way. Between my you shades, have beautiful eyes, yes. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, my eyes are my best feature, and uh, that's all you can see. But I feel bad for the band; they have to stand the whole time. Maybe they want to sit on a stool or they something. They could sit. They can yeah, sit guys, Indian style or whatever, yeah. whatever works. Um, you, we, we're, we've been actually keeping some normalcy by playing music. And I think I've just been more grateful than ever to be a musician because my life hasn't changed that much. I've been able to continue to work and I know everyone hasn't been able to have that and that stability and more than just this, you know, stability and, and financially. And we've seen the crisis that that's caused anxiety and depression is through the roof. I've been experiencing a lot of anxiety also, um, more so of just the extremes from being completely isolated to then kind of integrating again into some sort of normal society. But 
you know, talking about the mask, I was talking to Joan Jett about this, and in a way, it's like Big Daddy, where he puts on the glasses and he can be invisible. This mask has actually given me a sense of normalcy also, because I go places and I hide under this mask. I look like everybody else. The only thing that ends up giving me away is the voice, you know, when someone hears me talk behind the mask, it's kind of, it, it's, it's made me realize how I just need to shut up because it's, it's, it gives me away. <laughs> well, Otherwise the mask would be great. You have such a distinctive voice. That's true. I mean, you really do. You have an unusual voice, but you probably wake up every day and go, thank God for my voice. Because I mean, really, when it comes to singing, I don't know too many singers who are that powerful. Like you've got a lot of power in your voice. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I've, I've kind of, I guess found a new appreciation, you know, for, for music making and being able to, I just put out a record about a week ago, but this is giving me the opportunity to start working on the next one because I have all this time for self reflection, which all of us, I think, have had. Um, this has been the year of, I think, kind of taking inventory of all the things that have accumulated and built up and there's never any time to go through it and go, what's serving me still? What do I want to let go of? Um, and music, I think, you know, being able able to continue to put out music, use my voice, use my platform. Uh, it's given me a purpose, which is, I think, what was kind of the most, um, I guess it kind of caused a lot of anxiety for people because we lost our purpose. Miley, when I'm thinking about you, when you're walking around with the mask and you yeah. want to be anonymous, do you ever try to disguise your voice? Because uh, I can work on this with you. Why don't, why don't you just be like, hi, everyone. Uh, you know, like, hi. Hi. It still sounds like I've been smoking cigarettes forever. Uh, yeah. I have. I can do like a baby voice, but it would just be creepy and kind of like. Let me very hear. Hollywood. I'll tell you if it's creepy. Let me hear your baby voice. Okay. Um. I can do like. Okay, so I was going into the store, and then I went into the store, and then I went into the store. But everyone just think I was high on helium and probably just high on crack. No, you're right. It's creepy. You I'm can't not on go crack. That. No, you can't do that. That would be outrageous. But, you know, by the way, I was looking at your new video. Uh, you're going to um, do the song Prisoner later. Yep. But but Miley and uh, Dua Lipa are performing together on the video. I mean, it looks like the two of you are having full-on sex. I like this video very much. Now, this Dua Thank Lipa. Thank you very much. The two of you are in maximum shape. I mean, the two of you are, I, were you simulating lesbianism there or were you guys going full out? I feel like you guys had sex during that shoot. We did not have sex. Dua Lipa constantly reminds me. She gives me the in your dreams. Um, right. I've never actually had a wet dream about Dua Lipa. That's something that she's projecting onto me. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I did not get to have sex with her, unfortunately. She has a boyfriend. I'm free and can do whatever the fuck I want which feels great for the first time in years and years. So but I, I could have gone there. But, but Miley, is Dua Lipa somebody who you would desire sexually? I don't know what's worse if I say that she's not my type or she is my type. She's, the honesty like, is what I'm after. What I'm after, I don't really want to fuck Dua Lipa that much. I think wow. I know her too well as a friend. And like, I don't know. We, I just, I, yeah, not really, no. But I definitely like kind of pretending that we have because it it ends up getting us a lot of views on our music video so it's just you know manipulation does the standard yeah, I mean, the, pop culture the, the, manipulation the video is very erotic i mean that's what you okay were i kind of want to fuck her like five percent maybe right. <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it the more yeah. and more i'm thinking about it i kind of do but she's hot her body is perfect she's uh, super fucking hot 
But see, right. that isn't it for me. That's not that's not what it what how that's not what turns me on. What turns you on? Everyone wants to know. Everyone wants to get in your pants. I've literally been be... playing with my band who's behind me for like 15 years. Can you close your ears before I close say what ears, turns guys. me on? Yeah, put the masks over your ears. What turns me on is, I think, one, and I'm not saying she's not funny. She is funny. But right. I need someone that's really can laugh because talking about some of this anxiety and fear I tend to be one of the people that try to laugh through it. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Like it, it can kind of take over. So I need someone that kind of keeps life funny for me and has a really interesting perspective. And uh, but maybe what about the what about the pure sexual aspect of Dua Lipa? I mean, the the physicality of her. Is yeah, that she's hot as fuck. But that's, that's just what not I'm what talking does about. It. You can't. I know, you but can't go there. Isn't. Jeez. No, I I'm don't want to fuck her that much. This. But that's because also she doesn't really want to fuck me. So maybe she did. I'm sure I'd take the bait. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. I, I mean, would if it was an opportunity that presented itself. There's a lot of things that I haven't really wanted. And then when when it comes to be in front of me, there I go. Do I don't you know. think I was going to ask you about this? Because when I saw you in 2018, I don't even know if you were married at that point or you, I mean, you were I think I you can't were remember love. either. It was so fucking uh, quick. Yeah was so quick but but i i think you were with that guy you married who you know yeah. but do you think the problem is and not that there's a problem but do you think because you live in hollywood and because you're so super successful you're 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 a huge star do you think you need someone in your life who maybe isn't in the business i've been thinking a lot Dude, about you down do you have someone for me i have people in mind I know a guy Ooh. works at IBM. He wants to fuck the crap out of you. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I do know some young guys who, you know. But, uh, but I think these Hollywood guys, guys who have the same career, no one can compete with you. You make a ton of money. You're super successful. Guys' egos. I mean, if you're going to be with this. a man. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm thinking about this. you. But the problem is you meet these guys in Hollywood. They're good looking guys. They seduce you. You seduce them. And then you get in a relationship. And then it, it that's what I'm thinking went wrong. Stop in reading my diary. Like, geez, this is <laughs> yes. pretty much like it's happened again. Um, I think that one, it's not that I set out to or am alienating any sort of, I guess, someone that's not a part of the industry it's it's who i end up being kind of exposed to and who i'm around and um actually this time has been really interesting and challenging for any sort of dating or meeting people not just for me but everybody. are you dating during this COVID? i mean are you are you really i do a I, lot I, of facetime i don't sex. want you to get COVID it's the safest and... sex i'm not getting COVID. i'm like so intensely taking all the precautions and following all the rules and guidelines. I think it's a sign of respect. Um, I am definitely not going to be doing anything that's irresponsible for myself or for other people. And I think it's yes. ridiculous for everyone right. that acts like this is so, you know, it's just such a put out. It's like, this is, this is us being humanitarians, taking care of one another. And it's just ridiculous for anybody that won't take the right precautions to keep each other safe. It's, it's fucked up. 
Thank God you're saying that. First of all, your mother's hot, and I don't want you giving this to your mother, the COVID, because I don't want anything <laughs> happening to her. I've, I'm very, very intrigued with her, honestly. So when is the last time you've, you've in other words, you're locked, aside from this appearance today and the, and the, and the stuff you have to do work-wise, mm-hmm. you're locked up in your house. You're by yourself. There's no cleaning woman there. There's no friends there. No. There, no. seriously, you're, this is complete solitude for and you. And I'm really lucky. Well, the thing that I'm, I'm, the way I'm able to be social is we are testing. I'm getting tested pretty much every day. Everyone here has been tested every day, so we can con- continue to work. I have actually, I'm a little conflicted with that also because the way that we're using the testing isn't really what it was intended for. It's intended for people that are going to the hospitals that are already having symptoms. And if we continue to use up all these tests, there's not an endless supply. So I'm very also particular about what I will choose to do because the less days that we can be using up 10 tests with the crew, I would rather that so they can actually go to people who are in the hospitals experiencing these symptoms so they can know that they are have COVID, they can do the right thing. So I've been trying to be responsible with the opportunities that I say yes to so I can, you know, do as minimal amount of hoarding these tests as possible. So I do see other people because I'm able to continue to work. Are you cleaning your own house? Are you doing your yes. own laundry? Are you cooking yes. cooking all of I your own meals? I always do that. I you always do? do that. Yeah. I'm fascinated. I grew up isolated on a farm where my dad, one, my dad's been social distancing for 35 years. And this is the best <laughs> time of his. He's, right. he's already like, I, when, when COVID first started, he's like, isn't this great? No yeah. one's allowed to come over. No right. one can touch you. And it was great in the beginning until we started seeing these repercussions. I think of, um, you know, I'm like, like I said, I just, I am not, uh, I am, I am totally aware of my privilege of continuing to work. And, um, I do think that entertainment is providing escapism, uh, for people at home. I'm really happy that I've been able to continue to do shows like yours, give someone something to look forward to. I don't know that everyone wants to listen to me sing whole at six o'clock in the morning, but for the peop, the five people in the world that do are going to be really happy that we yes. did this today. And so I think pop culture and, you know, the, the shows being able to continue, the show must go on. Uh, yes. I think, I think really helps people at home. First of all, I've got to compliment you on, uh, first of all, my, Miley is going to do um, doll parts. One of my favorite songs, Courtney love did whole, uh, it is great. And you're into this thing now where you're doing covers. Every time I see you, you're doing covers. And I love that. I love to hear artists interpret other people's songs. But what I really like what you're doing is you're picking songs I never would have thought that you would pick. You surprise me. And I have this theory about you that you would have been happiest being a recording artist in the 70s because the music. Maybe the late 70s. Late 70s. Later 70s, going a little more glam, less granola, you know? Yes, but you yes. love the music. You appreciate it. I was blown out. I'm watching a video of you. I, I don't know when I saw it, but you did Say Hello to Heaven, which is uh, Temple yeah. of the Dog. What I see you on that stage. So what was it? It Was, an, was it a, a, a charity event or something where you appeared with the guys from Temple of the Dog? Yeah, it was, it was Chris Cornell's, uh, tribute. And that was one of the most out of body experiences. I've never really had one of those before. Um, and 
I I'd never really done an event like that before. Um, and it was uh, it was the, the roster of people that were lined up to do this. I know that I was the the you know when you look at a list and it says what doesn't fit. I know I was the one that didn't fit. Um, and it was. I think people were very confused about my presence of being there and there must have been a mistake when someone printed the posters of who was the special appearances. Um, and I felt really like moved. His whole family was there. His daughters were there. His daughters actually had come and visit me on set when I was really young. They grew up watching my show. So we just had a different, a normal like dad, daughter, relationship with my show and it brought them together when he wasn't out on the road that was how they spent some time and i really just felt moved by the spirit of how much love there was in in the room for chris cornell and it 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 really didn't come from